we are back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast, and I am excited about this conversation. I've been wanting to have this conversation for quite some time, and we're here now. Yeah. Welcome to Black Equity Podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you, King. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. <laughs> thank you for asking. For those who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your company or any entrepreneurial uh, backgrounds that we should know. Well, first of all, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Drika, and I, whew, I have been on this uh, journey in life and one that has very much humbled me um, and allowed me to come into the knowing of who I am. Mm. Um, so I would say um, back in, I went, what, what was it like 2016? Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I was going through this crisis for some mm. reason. Like, you ever heard someone say they have a midlife crisis? Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. Yes, it was like this. I felt like, you know, I was feeling on top of the world at one point, And then it's just this heaviness came over me where I was like dealing with so much anxiety mm. and overthinking during this time. And I've never experienced that before. I like to consider myself a very uh, confident and outgoing person, but I felt like I was lost in a sense, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. um and so um you know that went on for a little while but as I went on in that state of being where I was just so um anxious and low and depressed on myself um it started to manifest like physical ailments in my body mm. and so for me that's what really woke me up <laughs> um when I started having these um physical symptoms because you know your body is alarming you of something like hey this is not right and I just knew I was too young to have any kind of diagnosis and just to live with that for the rest of my life I knew that I was going to heal myself naturally which is bringing me to where I am today in my journey where I um, discovered through healing my own body um, through the journey of healing um, that you know we have so much more that we're capable of. Um, I was able to, uh, you know, really um, come into, I w they call it the hero's journey, right? You've heard of the hero's yeah. journey. I have heard of hero's journey. <laughs> right. So it it's kind of was my own, my very own journey um, to my discovery. And so uh, what I realized is that when I sought out to heal my physical symptoms, um, I actually knew that I wanted to heal them naturally. I did not want to consult with like, uh, the medical industry. I, it's just something was in me that I knew that it was not going to be able to help me. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to go through all of the, the trial and, uh, of just them telling me, oh, we haven't found anything. And then I wasted so much time and money. Like I just knew that wasn't a route to go. So it, I knew that it was my soul because I just had this burning in me to just heal myself naturally. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to do um, a, a parasite cleanse, mm, right? That's what I started okay. because what I was doing a lot of research, I'm very like one of those people that I like to figure things out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I realized that what I was experiencing 
um, was parasites, you know, like I, I discovered that, you know, parasites is such a big deal. Like we all actually essentially have parasites, you know, to some degree of an, another, especially if you consume meat and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but what I realized is that the medical in industry, they do not really test for that, like as often as they do like um, viruses, bacteria and fungi. Like those are the three areas they focus on. And so a lot of times these mystery illnesses and things that people are having like Crohn's, lupus and fibromyalgia and all these different things is um, a result of like these parasitic type energies. Mm -hmm. And um, and it gets really deep. Um, but so I just I started there because my symptoms lined up with parasites. Like I was having fatigue. I was having these body rashes. It was just like these unknown symptoms. It was just popping up. And so um, I did a six weeks cleanse. And during that six weeks, I actually uh, was taking herbs. So I was taking all these natural bitter herbs. And then I also was um, eating just whole foods like fruits and vegetables. So I had to just pretty much consume natural foods. Um, and that was the way for me to detox. But as I realized on the journey during this six week period, was that it was bigger than physical, you know? Like, it's, it's like I, I went into these different um, discoveries of like our emotions and uh, like our emotional wounds. Like I started to like, that stuff started to come up for me to clear. Like literally I could feel things from the past that was like coming up for me and it was like so intense. And also like my mental, you know, the state that I was in, all of the thoughts that was coming up for me, um, you know, was coming up from my subconscious and just bringing the awareness and just dealing with all of that. So I started to realize that healing is, is much more deeper. Like, you know, most times we're treating the symptoms mm -hmm. when it comes to um, treatments and things. And so I started to get to the root cause of a lot of my dis disharmony and, and discomfort. And so, um, during that time, you know, I was able to really tap into my actual natural born gifts and abilities and, and realize just how conditioned I was, you know, like just how, you know, I've been um, programmed a certain way and how that was affecting, you know, mm -hmm. um, everything. So I feel like during this time, it was just my great awakening. Um, and it just really catapulted me to where I am today, where I am a healing coach. And just, you know, being able to usher other people and their abilities to heal themselves because we all are self-healers, right? We all have the ability to heal. It's just us about us remembering that ability. So that's kind of what I'm into today. And I also, you know, just uh, empower others to get into alignment with their truth. <laughs> I love this. I love this. So I want to talk about uh, throughout the course of this conversation about self-healing. Um, about understanding the roots, uh, root causes of things. Um, I have so many different directions that I want to go, but I, I first want to uh, maybe take a step back, right? You talked about reaching this place where you found yourself, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, imbalanced in a way, right? There was something, there was an imbalance of some sort. And I don't want to go too deep into personal matters or anything like that, but when you found the root cause of these things, right? 
was it something that you always knew that was there or was it something that you realized wait i had no idea that this was the root cause it definitely was something that i had no idea about um because to me i felt like i wasn't holding on to anything like i felt like i was just going about life in such a i would say unconscious way like you know you, you don't realize that something's wrong until something's wrong yeah. And so um, for me, when I got to the root cause, it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, I didn't realize that that was there. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you, you find out what the root cause is, you know, you want to do it naturally. What were those steps um, of, I know you're, you know, look, looking at the research, what were the steps to find a natural a way to treat uh, these root uh, issues that were inside? Well, you know, looking back, I can recall me staying in such a curious mindset. Like I was always in a state of curiosity. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that I always kept asking questions. Like I never would come to a final, uh, I would say, thing. It was more like, if I found information on something, because I would literally ask a question like, okay, what is this? What is, why am I feeling this way? And, you know, what is this going? Like, I would be so curious about it. And the more curious I became, it's like the answers would come to me just like that. And so I feel like the steps for me just started to come and unfold as I went. Like, it, it literally, I was like, it's so simple. It was for me, it was like, I could even, have a curious thought about something that I was experiencing at the time. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what was going on, but literally I would log on to probably like social media or anything like, and literally the answer would be right there. Like it was, and I knew it, like my, it was an inner knowing like this resonates, this is what this mm -hmm. is. And so um, I do believe that the answers are always available to us. I think we just have to be in a state of receiving it. You know, it's yeah. it's about us being open to receive for sure. No, I, I agree with that too. Um, I found that whenever I really pay attention and I'm tapped into alignment um, and I have a higher sense of awareness, all the answers are basically handed to me. I don't even have to, um, I guess, dig. I used to think that I had to go dig and find the treasure and go you know, find find the information. But one day I just realized, oh, shoot, the treasure is me. Right. Right. And so once I realized that the true uh, power was within and it wasn't necessarily without, it started changing my entire perspective of how I maneuvered, how I uh, communicated with the universe. In many ways, you and I bumping into each other and having this conversation, it's just a reflection of one another. Uh, it's almost uh, a mirror reflection. So as I'm listening to your journey, I'm like, oh, that's my journey in a way. Right? Yeah. yeah. Different, but similar. So one thing I know about my hero's journey and I love to hear your opinion on your uh, hero's journey, or is it heroine journey? 
Is that a proper way to say it? Hey, uh, either way. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I know about mine was I always felt like I had to lose people right before another blessing would come. Mm. Did, did you ever sense any of this or just, just me? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And I think that was probably the most unsettling part for me. And in the essence of that, I didn't realize that, um, you know, you're going to lose certain connections or I would say attachments, you mm. know, um, you know, it was like me dismantling these uh, perceptions and these ideas that I held and these beliefs like this person is supposed to be in my life you know like we think um everything is supposed to be forever you know like that yeah. was what society taught but as I realized that we have to give space for things to evolve and, and transition and change and sometimes that means that you know because you are evolving and changing that other people may not resonate or that or vice versa whatever the concept and so you, you may not no longer be a match and they serve their purpose. You know, I do believe that everyone's your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And it's just about us just realizing that, you know, I, I've mourned people that I feel like are not even dead. Like, honestly, like it, it's, mm. it's very yeah. painful. <laughs> yeah. You hit on something there. Uh, some people are there for a season. Uh, some are there for a lifetime. How do you know the difference between who's there just for a day or so, who's there for the season, and then who's going to be there for a lifelong friendship or a lifelong connection? I would say I recently have not been able to tell the difference until, I'm sorry, I haven't been able to tell the difference until recently. Okay. And um, I think it's just one of those things where for me, because I've gotten more connected with my higher self, I now can talk and speak with certain people's higher selves. Mm -hmm. And to me, that reveals more. And, I, and I've been revealed to that, hey, this person is going to be a lifetime in those conversations like it, it was something that was revealed to me but if you're not connected you kind of won't know like I feel like that's something that you because in my opinion like I have someone in my life where we have ended and started a new beginning right mm -hmm. and so <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like because we're constantly evolving and transitioning I've accepted and given freedom for them to come and go I just let it be, you know? So it's, it comes with a level of acceptance and maturity for sure. Are you able, is your higher self able to talk to someone else's higher self if they have never tapped in to their higher self? For sure. Like I have uh, definitely a, a friend that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I compensate with their higher self, but in the, 3D physical, we don't we we're, we're not able to have those type of conversations. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll have a conversation with someone, and I know that the in the physical, 
that person is not hearing me. They are wherever they are. And, but I'm leaving the nugget there because I know in the future, for whatever that means, because I'm not sure time is really real, but I'll leave a nugget for them. So then when their higher self is ready, it's been planted inside of them. And whenever they're ready, they'll pick it up and say, oh, and it'll be their idea the whole time. They'll even forget I even said anything, right? Yeah. But I'm like, uh, I got to leave this here because I, I need your higher self to realize this, this, this little breadcrumb of information because it could change your life. But then as I'm talking to that person, they're not hearing me. They're not really accepting me. And in many ways, they may be ignoring me or they may be cussing me out. Or, I, you know, I, it could I think be a that lot of it is they're just not ready. Why do you think that is? Why do you think? Why do you think we make ourselves not ready for things that we probably should be ready for? I honestly believe it's more so. It has to do with our unique soul's blueprint, like our evolution. Right? We all arrive at different points in our journey. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I think it's all about where their soul is, you know, Mm -hmm. like we may are meant to go ahead, you know, of said situation and be the one that's going to, you know, plant the seeds and then in the own divine time. And I've witnessed this through close people to me, you know, where, you know, they, they thought I was crazy. You know, I'm going to be crazy at first, but then later on, I'm right, because their t- the time, it's almost like they were able to go through their own process of learning to even be able to receive that seed that was planted already. So I do definitely believe we all have our unique imprint. And just like I said about giving everyone the freedom to evolve that, you know, in their natural way. You know, because oftentimes we, we want to impose or, or we want, we really have a good heart to help them. We know it can help them, right? But sometimes it's not even about us making them change because we can't change anyone. All, mm-hmm. we, all we're here to do is, like you said, just plant the seeds and they're going to eventually, it's going to connect. How do you grasp with doing this uh, healing work during a time? in our society where healing is probably the thing that everyone needs, but they're not uh, necessarily able to express us with what they need. How do you grasp with the fact that we're living in a time right now where healing is needed and not necessarily wanted? Mm, that's, that's, that's a good um, uh, perspective there. I feel like a lot more people are actually coming online or waking up, so to speak. Um, And they are searching. Like a lot more people are getting more and more uncomfortable in the state of discomfort. Like they're getting, um, I'm saying like they're getting more, um, more nudges to, um, to healing you know, towards healing. So I feel like it's, it's about, for me, it's more so alignment. Like, um, I have been able to pretty much align with the people who need me 
at that time or who, who I need. You know, I think it's a mutual exchange, to be honest. But um, I think it's just, you know, I, I honestly feel like we already, it's already <laughs> really figured out for us. I, it's, it's just our job to just remain present. You know, mm. oftentimes we think we have to um, will things into our uh, into our realm, but really it's all we've already attracted. You know, we already are going to attract every lesson, every person, because everything happens within us first. You know, so um, you mentioned about a mutual exchange, and I think that's a really cool concept. So when you're doing this healing work, you see this as a mutual connection. It's not just one-sided for you. Correct. Why, yeah. do you, why do you think you view it that way? Um, I view it that way because it's really the truth. <laughs> but um, I think it's more so about, like, you, we talk about that mirror effect um, mm -hmm. where, you know, someone is going to mirror you back to you. And they also are able to you know, whereas you may give them something they need that looks different from what they have given you, you know, and a lot of times people are able to show me my abilities. A lot of times I was, there were times where I wasn't aware of how I was able to help someone, you know, but they was like, hey, you really able to, you know, like, so I think in that essence, they're able to show me just how much more I'm capable of and to um, keep growing and getting stronger or better in my own right, you know? No, so I, definitely I definitely understand. When somebody's coming to work with you, what is that process like? Like how, how does the relationship begin and how does it progress over time? Um, how that looks is, um, and it's, it, it varies because each person needs something different everybody is more of a, a unique or a case by case and so I'm able to intuitively um flow with that and so some people will just come to just get maybe a personal reading because I also do uh, read tarot and oracle um I'm a medium and channeler so um I feel like because of my connection to source, a lot of people are experiencing a disconnection. They're, that's what they're feeling, that imbalance that we talked about earlier. And so I'm able to allow my connection to provide them with the guidance they need to get back in alignment and get connected. So, um, you know, when some people come for a reading, I'm just really getting them back in the, putting the power back into their hands, you know, showing them uh, what, they're probably missing, you know, because we all have blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so it's just being able to really speak certain things that really ignite something within them. Um, and then when it comes to like coaching, where someone needs more extensive time, or we go through this um, several weeks program, it's about me meeting them where they are. So, um, if someone comes to me and maybe they're having some type of physical ailments and like they've been diagnosed with something, you know, of course, I'm not a medical doctor at all. Like I'm not here to do that. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I, I try to allow them to understand that, you know, everything is connected and we want to be whole. We want to feel complete. And so in order to get our total healing, we have to incorporate mind, body and soul. 
you know, our spirit. And so I, I, I help them to navigate and what that looks like and what that feels like for them, you know, like, um, it's, 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 it's definitely something that's really um, fine-tuned with each person. I get a sense that you're a really great listener. Did you always, <laughs> did you always have that skill set, or am I completely off on this? You are so on, okay? okay. On and pop it. <laughs> yes, I've always had that skill set. Even as a young child, I was, um, I'm very observant. I am also... Um, I'm one of those seekers. I'm a seeker of um, information and knowledge and wisdom. So I've always been drawn to people who had such broad perspectives, who had different uh, uh, outlooks and things. And I will always just listen because I, I love to be stretched in those ways. So I, 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 I used to think I was very shy, but really I was just a sponge. I would soak it all up. So I, I really was a good listener. Like I've, helped, I've had people tell me that all the time. <laughs> I, I would listen before I speak. Now, as someone who, someone else who's also a, a decent, a decent listener, right? Um, I found that I'm a pretty good listener to the people around me, but it's hard to find others who will listen to me. Have you found that, or have you found a good community of people who are willing to listen to you? I feel like I've found people who are willing to listen to me because they value what I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't find that I can actually open up to people about things that I may be, may be dealing with. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like I, I actually, and it's not, I don't think it's, it has anything to do with them. I think it's just more of, along the lines of that for me, I just feel like a lot of times I'm maybe meant to um, discover my own understanding mm. through experience some way, you know, like, because other people are going to only, you know, they're going to give their own outlooks based off their own perceptions and their own experiences. And that doesn't always necessarily align or fit with me. So I, I would rather go within to get my answers. Whereas, mm. you know, other people will come to me for, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I'm catching everything you throw. Yes. When it, when it comes to alignment, what does alignment actually mean to you? Alignment to me means me actually getting into... I would say getting in connection with self, like being able to know what feels right, mm -hmm. what feels off, you know, like a lot of times these, these signs are there, but we, we've been conditioned to ignore our body cues and our instincts and gut feelings and things. So alignment to me is I go with based a lot of based off what I feel. And mm -hmm. I know people are like, get up out your feelings. And I'm like, no, this is not about feelings as in emotions that we were talking about, this is more about intuition, you know? So alignment is me honoring my own truth, you know? That's what I feel it is. When you say intuition, it makes me think of like, sometimes you'll be, 
going towards something or working on something and this uh, the spirit of don't do that or stay away from this will pop into your brain and you and maybe a, a younger version of me a less experienced version of me would just ignore it and, and say, well, I fear nothing. I'll do whatever I want to do type of thing, right? right. And uh, the more seasoned I've become, um, I just listen to whatever that voice is that says, nah, this ain't it, right? It, it's almost, a, I'm almost at a place now where it's either a hell yes, or it's definitely a no, right? Yeah. Um, how does intuition speak to you? Um, I know that I have literally probably all the Claire's, you know, the Claire Cynthia and Claire audience. So I, I, my intuition comes in various ways. It can be through the feeling in my body. It could be through audio I hear. Um, it could be through, um, what else? Um, there is, it's like this note, you know, Claire Cynthia. <laughs> It's just annoying, and you know, it, and also it could come in, um, you know, words like numbers or words. So synchronicities, mm. things. Um, it can like especially when I see things that repeating. Like I can have a word that, that it came up for like just the other day it was detachment for me, mm-hmm. and then someone else later on that day, detachment. You know, it was just like, and it kept coming out like, yeah, that's you know. So it's just different. Um, I, I'm open to receive. And always. Most people see. Oh, definitely, for sure. And first of all, I want to say that it's not weird at all. <laughs> it goes, it goes back to what I was saying, like the answers are always around us, yeah. right? It's just about us being able to open to receive it. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> definitely um, in, in those um, unique ways, I would get these, um, you know, revelations or this, this insight from something such as a show or a movie or even like um you know like I said through other people they could be they could be speaking exactly what I'm going through or um you know it yeah it I, I've, I've seen it in all kind of ways because I, I've like again I'm open for it like I'm looking to you know to to be open to receive so definitely that makes sense <laughs> do you remember the first time we virtually bumped into each other um I remember we I think I found your page or something I was like oh my god he has such great content so I don't know if we had a conversation or what could you help and uh, remind me <laughs> I'm gonna do my best this is the first time that I remember us obviously I must have been following you before this in order for this to happen but I can't remember how that part happened but I do remember uh, I came onto one of your IG lives one time, and it actually has been an ongoing thing now where you were about to have uh, lunch, right? You were about to have a vegan lunch from one of your favorite vegan spots. And, uh, and this all relates to my question, by the way. Um, and you were, you were chilling, and you were just talking about life and peace and prosperity and all these really great things. And then another time, I came onto your IG live and you was about to have uh, lunch again at one of your favorite vegan spots. I said, okay, this is starting to become like a thing, right? <laughs> and so my question is, how much does what you eat 
and what you put into your body help you do the job that you do. Oh, wow. I, I believe it's very, very important because um, when we're talking about eating, right, in our body, uh, our body, it actually receives information, right? And it stores it. And so, you know, based off me studying the body and how it works and also experimenting with it for myself, I realized that, you know, certain foods that I do eat actually help, you know, me in, in the form of information and what my body is able to receive as far as minerals and nutrients, because most times we don't eat for those things. We, we, we think about calories or, you know, whatever. And, 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 and we don't look at the fact that, you know, we need these type of building blocks um, to sustain us and keep us at optimal level. And so um, it's very important to me when it comes to our diet and what we eat and how we will feel. You know, if you notice, like, after you eat certain types of food, you may feel very tired and fatigued. And, and most times, food shouldn't make you feel that way. You know, you should feel energized. Like, when we think about fuel, when you're fueling your body, you're going to give you energy. Uh -huh. But, you know, certain foods will actually drain us. And so yeah. it's definitely important because I have to keep my energy very high in order to be able to pour in and into other people, especially when they're coming to me in a state where their energy may be lower, you know? Um, so it's very important to me doing this type of work. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what has been the best vegan spot that you visited? Oh, wow. Um, I have so many. Like, oh, um, <laughs> I got to find me some vegan spots. <laughs> yes. Um, but one of the um, the very popular ones and ones that I go to quite often is to Sealy's here in Atlanta. Um, to Sealy's Raw Reality. Um, they have very good um, wraps and salads mm -hmm. that I enjoy. Um, um, and, and to me, I like to try different um vegan spots it's, it's it's like one of those my favorite pastimes now mm -hmm. <laughs> you know just to oh let me try this new spot and that that helps me to you know keep that excitement around this lifestyle as well and also I, I actually cook a lot of my meals at home mm -hmm. um and I it's so interesting I get very creative like the, the, my creative abilities come out through cooking so I, I do a lot of experimenting with food as well so it's been good it's been good What's been your favorite thing that you've uh, created a masterpiece with? What's been your favorite meal that you've created? I would say one of the good ones I've created, my daughter would probably say all of them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the ones that I, I like, because I like the presentation, you know, I like the whole colors and just the, all the ingredients and things um, is like these um, lettuce wraps. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I get this, um, these bulk kind of lettuces where it kind of looks like a taco, like it can hold, you know, ingredients in it. And I'll just put all types of stuff on it. I mean, I load it up. It's fully loaded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I season it really well. And it's just amazing. So that's probably one of my, um, one of my good favorite go-tos. My favorite, um, I don't really have a favorite vegan spot yet. Um, here in Charlotte, there's a few. It's not like uh, overabundance. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite 
vegan food that I've had so far. Um, I think it was, I had a vegan burger and that was dope. I like the cauliflower wings, but I'm not a big fan of uh, cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I had this amazing vegan burger one time and it was just so juicy. Oh my goodness. It felt like a real burger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what is your feelings with the rise of health conscious eating? It seems like it's more of a, a thing now, as opposed to maybe five or 10 years ago. Yeah, I, th- I remember telling my daughter um, before, I was like, hey, within the next 10 years, and this was probably, like you say, about four years ago. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, um, in the next 10 years, you're going to see more um, more vegan spots, more popular as far as more so than not. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, And so that's already been manifesting and showing now you know so I think it's just the age and the stage we're in and and the the life cycle of how you know the age of Aquarius and and such where you know we are coming back to uh truth and the knowing of self and just really getting back conscious you know more conscious although conscious beings have always been around I think it's more of a wide stream now and it kind of is becoming more trendy yeah. But, you know, I, I I don't mind that. A lot of people feel like that's, oh, that's a, it, it takes, it waters it down. But to me, I feel like, okay, if it allows more people to see what's possible, then maybe hopefully they eventually get to their truth, regardless right. of the truth, you know? <laughs> so um, I'm here for it, honestly. Um, I just feel like um, there is stages and levels to it. So, um, you know, oftentimes people are making this shift into veganism or any type of change you kind of are still trying to hold on to the old ways and you're trying to fill that void. So a lot of these foods could be very, what I call transitional foods. Like for me, I don't, at this stage I'm in, I don't necessarily need any meat substitutes or, or such because I'm not a meat eater, you know, like I'm okay with knowing that, Hey, I eat vegetables, fruits, whatever, you know? Um, but some people, they still feel need to feel like I have a meat substance on my plate, you know. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> and, meat. And that's that's meat. What, you know, helps them to transition. And again, as you go on, it, it stages you just you start to realize it's, it's not even necessary. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working I on whatever it. works best for you, wherever you are. I'm all big about what where you are. You know. Are you big into uh, growing your own food, uh, having access to your own garden, your own farm? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love I love the idea of having your own, growing your own food and um, your own garden. I actually would love to have my own garden one day. Um, I don't currently. Um, I actually um, live in a, a apartment space, so I don't have like that type of um, environment just yet. But that is a goal. That is a goal of mine, but you know, I would love to um, own land and build my own home on my land and just have that type of um, sustainability. So I'm definitely about that. <laughs> now you mentioned one of my favorite words. See what ends up happening. Let me just tell you what's happening here. We'll be with the flow of the conversation. And then every time you talk, you mention something that leads to another topic that is something I'm interested in. So we're going to, until you tell me to stop, I'm going to keep going. Okay. So you mentioned sustainability, right? 
And that's an area that I've been paying more attention to. It's actually something I've been shifting my entire business model around. Because I was talking to someone in the sustainability uh, area and I asked them what the definition of sustainability is because everybody kind of has their own thing. And they mm -hmm. were saying something that uh, is forever, something um, that, that can't be uh, destroyed. You know, when you create something that's sustainable, it's something that lasts in infinity. And so when you say sustainability, what does it mean to you? Um, I love that actual definition. Um, <laughs> um, I do feel like sustainability for me is being able to um, be self-sufficient in a way in certain, in certain areas or as mm -hmm. much as you can. Um, I'm one of those per people, you know, I'm spiritual, but I also like luxuries. I like nice things, right? I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, you know, do away with whatever. But um, so I, I, I feel like for me, <laughs> it, it's going to look for me, it's going to match how I feel. Yeah. Um, and so I do want that level of, because to me, I, I'm, at, I'm at a place where I'm able to balance spiritual and physicality so and what I mean by that is that like I understand that I'm a spiritual being but I also have to operate in this physical plane and I do like nice things so I do want to have that level of independence where I want to be able to do the things that I desire that my soul is calling for me to do without the regulation <laughs> you know not necessarily that um, no regulation should be in place but just more so like I can, if I want to have my own food, grow my own food, that's going to be something I want and creating that or, you know, um, so again, like you said, it's going to look different for everybody, but I don't feel like I will not have the luxuries is mm -hmm. if, if I'm making that clear. No, <laughs> like I, I, I get it. Able, I like the convenience that we have, but I also understand the balance of being able to unplug from certain things. Now, when you say luxury, what do you mean by luxury? Like, I have, I've seen people where, you know, they, they necessarily, to the extent where, and this is, you know, okay for them, mm -hmm. but where they don't want anything to do with society in the essence of um i'm not using no microwave i'm not using no stuff you know oven da, da, da. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna grow my own food and then you know like certain things like that like i'm like no i kind of i don't mind using certain things that <laughs> actually is a to me it's okay like I, right right i like to have running water i don't want to go patch with, with a pail and, and be out here like a surviving and you know right it's okay it's for them you know but for me I do like comfort and I like to have a nice nice place to live mm -hmm. with running things <laughs> I think what ends up happening is um some people go so extreme on whatever it is that they do that there's not a balance and that's and that yes. can still create even though it may be well-intentioned it can still create an imbalance if you're pushing everything away to only do this one thing, not knowing that within the ecosystem of life, all things are connected, which you said earlier, everything is connected. I wrote it down. I, I circled it. Uh, so everything's connected. So if you try to push everything away, 
and only do your one thing and then tell everybody, hey, look over here. This is the one thing we should be focused on. Right. You're disconnected from everyone else who is saying, well, yeah, but there's other ways of looking at this, uh, this picture, you know, there's other perspectives. For sure. I, I, and you definitely nailed it for me like that. That's exactly what I mean. Like it's about me being able to no longer a spiritual bypass because I think that's what ends up happening. And, I, and, I, and I'm speaking from that place because that's, I have been there, you know, I have been. And I think it's important that we realize we are, we're consciousness. So we're going to, we're here to experience it all. And so because of those experiences, I've learned the importance of balance, you know? So this is just where I am in my journey. So I get it. I, I get, I understand where they are as well. You know? Right. You mentioned earlier, and it's kind of been a theme throughout this entire conversation about uh, a hero's journey. Um, when you first began the hero's journey, did you know that you were a hero or was it after you went through the journey that you realized it? I don't think I realized, no, at the beginning, no, I didn't realize I was a hero because that's mm -hmm. the journey, right? Like in the beginning, you kind of lost, you, know, you don't have the awareness until you discover your power and your ability. So as the journey unfolds, I can remember like, cause I'm a, I'm a warrior as well. Um, I do spiritual warfare, literally. That's my expert, please ask about me. No, I like it. <laughs> you are definitely a warrior. I agree. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, so I, I deal with things more so in the spiritual. So if I'm seeing things that's playing out in my physical world, like I'm seeing some type of uh, some bullshit, I know where to go. I know exactly where to go. I don't deal with it here. So my, most people think they're probably getting away with it. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, that's fine. I don't need to confront you unless my spirit says to. But right. I like to go to the spiritual realm and, and really deal with it. And then, I, and then it's done. And so I said to say that, uh, you know, when it comes to when I when I started to understand that knowing of like spirituality, like the essence of everything's happening spiritually first, and it's happening within you first, and you're seeing it out here, I start to understand better about um, my abilities, and so I I use that um, when I when I started to uh, overcome certain uh, I would say entities and demons within me. Mm -hmm. When I was confronting those things, um, that's when I started to discover. Because if at first I was very fearful, you know, I could I felt so much fear, I felt so much ah, oh, like you know, just frazzled. But when I overcame that fear and I confronted it spiritually, that's when I realized that I had the power. Hmm. You know, I I, uh, I do a lot of reading, and I do a lot of um reading about past civilizations and kind of like how the order of things were and why it was that way and what the reasoning is behind it. And there would be these very uh, mythical uh, people in the past that mm -hmm. had these abilities, but no one really knew the abilities that they had, right? They, it was all speculation because there were certain there were certain women who kept uh, people at a certain distance 
while they were operating in their highest and best version of themselves. And so everything is kind of written from a, a faraway perspective of, we think she did this, or, you know, I heard that she could turn this into that, or, you know, she walks on this and, you know, look at the way she glides. And so my question to you, I know that's a long way away of how I'm getting here. How does it feel to be a modern day, um, a modern day powerful goddess, powerful woman? And for many, they may misunderstand the power, right? Because they may see it from afar and they might write in their notes like, oh, I think she's this, I think she's that, but I never really got to understand the true essence of her. How does it kind of feel to be in modern day version of that? perspective? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I will be honest in saying that it was very hard navigating at first for me, simply because I still had to work through um, a lot of codependency and, and, and people pleasing. Um, and so I, I still cared about what people thought, you know, so mm. if, if someone thought I was, um, you know, like you said, being crazy or whatever, like it would, it would really put me in my shell like it would really make me feel you know disempowered until again I had to overcome that and so um and and today through those those processes for me which I needed those lessons right so I'm grateful um I've realized that I I don't care what people think <laughs> and so you have to get to that point in your journey where no what anybody else thinks or feel about you it doesn't matter because that's mm. their own projections that's their own mm. stories that's their own um narratives and you can't control that you can't control how people are going to perceive you because at the end of the day they're looking from their own mind and their own lens and so how they're seeing you may be in a limited view because they have a limited outlook and so um, i've learned not to make myself small anymore for the same mm. people um, I've learned that I'm going to, uh, be a villain in someone's story. Okay. That's all a part of, you know, <laughs> the, the process. And I've learned that, you know, um, I, I, I won't, I'm not for everybody, you know, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. So I think it's just about you getting me getting to a level of confidence and, uh, security and assurance within myself and not looking at that for that validation outside of me anymore, because that's what really, really held me back. In my story, you're a friend. In my story, you're a potential business partner. In my story, you're a Renaissance woman. <laughs> now, I know you don't care what I think, because, you know, you, you I know, love there. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. You already say you don't care. You know, but in my story, you are... <laughs> um shifting society through through shifting yourself in my story and in, in my perception of you you are reshifting the standard of how we can view this world and so i want to thank you for taking the time out and speaking with us today uh, whenever we have such a, these deep conversations, they, they flow so fast because it's like the knowledge is just coming through. It's like, no, I want four more hours, right? Um, 
before we let everybody know where they can go to connect with you and to potentially partner or collaborate with you, what, what do you say to someone who's going through their hero's journey? And right now they're at a point in their journey where they think it's over. They didn't, they didn't hit that wall and they don't see an end in sight. What do you say to them? I would like to say to you in your journey where you are, that nothing is more powerful than you. So mm. wherever you feel empowerless, I want you to chant that as your mantra. <laughs> I, I like to say, you know, nothing's more powerful than me. And once you take your power back from that thing, you're going to realize that this is indeed a fact. <laughs> so yes, just remember that because that I've said that many a times. Like I even feel like when I felt so much fear, I would come up against fear and like I'm fearless you know like I would be I would get its face with it like so just 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 really understand that you the power in your words you know mm -hmm. and even if you don't believe it right now just continue to speak it like like they will say fake it till you make it continue to speak it until it becomes your new belief Andrika where can we go to collaborate with you and partner with you Yes, you can follow me on my Instagram. It's uh, at Drika, it's spelled D-R-I-C-K-A, Shine, S-H-I-N-E. So that's Drika Shine on Instagram. Um, and you can also uh, click the link in my bio for uh, any bookings. Um, if you'd like to book a personal reading or coaching, and I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. I have one more bonus question for you. Uh, but I do want to say thank you for coming on Black Equity Podcast. Um, the doors are open for you to come back and continue the conversation, stay connected. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank you. Thank you so much, DJ. This has been um, so amazing. I'm humbly grateful. <laughs> Here's my bonus question. I'm not sure if this is going to make the episode or not, but it's my bonus question anyway. So you talk with your hands, right? Most people that I know that talk with their hands a lot, are from New York, New Jersey, that type area. So where are you from? It's so funny that I, uh, I've i had people that assume that I was from New York area, but no, I'm okay. actually from originally Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, really? Yes. I would have never guessed. I know, right? But, um, you know, it's so interesting. I get that uh, quite a lot. <laughs> people people think you're from New York. So yeah, I've had that. people say that. And I think it may be, it's just my fiery demeanor. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> so you was born and raised in Memphis. How did you get up to, how did you get to ATL? Uh, my mom, she moved us to uh, Hinesville, Georgia when I was like in middle school, I would say eighth or ninth grade. Okay. I'm sorry, eighth grade. And, um, and so from there, when I graduated high school in Hinesville, I um, went off to college in, in Augusta and then I kind of migrated here to Atlanta. So I've been in Georgia since. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, I have, I have one, one or two more questions for you, but I'll go ahead and um, end the recording. Thank you. And I'm ending the recording now.